0: Hello, friends, and happy Monday to you. Appreciate you giving the podcast a listen. Thanks for joining us on our 260 challenge, which brings us to Hebrews chapter number eight. So many times I've asked folks this question. Why should you go to heaven? The number one answer I get is usually something in the form of, well, I'm a good person. Then I remind them what Jesus said in Mark chapter 10, when he said that there is none good except God. And based on that person's answer, now, According to them, there's two good people in the universe, God and them. Now they start to see that their answer is not not right. And not only is it not right, but it's incredibly weak. And God the Father did not send his only son to suffer on the cross so that you can do your best to get to heaven. The cross means much more than that. And Jesus didn't die to get you to church. He died to get you to heaven. You have no way to get there on your own. You need help. You need a miracle. You need a new covenant. The old covenant kind of put you in the driver's seat to do your best. And the old testament revealed that even at your best you can't get to heaven. And but Hebrew eight shows us the help and the miracle, and it's called the New Covenant. And look at this in verse number six. But now he hath attained a more excellent ministry. But how much also he is the mediator of a better covenant, which was established upon better promises. The he he's talking about here is Christ himself. But what really is powerful about this is what follows after uh, verse 6, and it's the words, I will. There's mentioned several times in the following verses, but we live in a culture that embraces the I will. I will do better. I will get this right. I'll be a success. I'll get to heaven. I'll be able to fix it. I can do it. If you answer the question of how I get to heaven with something that you do, the I wills of your life, then you my friend, you are missing out on what Jesus really has done for you and what the new covenant is. What makes us think that God is is more pleased with our good deeds than he is his own son? What follows verse 6 is the following. Look at this. In verse uh, verse number 8, he says, I'll make a new covenant. Verse 10, this is the covenant I will establish. Again, in verse 10, I will put my laws in their mind. I will write them upon their hearts. I will be their God. Verse 12, I will forgive their iniquities. I will forgive their sins. I will remember them no more. The new covenant is what God has done for you, not what you do for God. And another word that we really need to understand is the word legalism. And legalism really eliminates God's involvement in your life and puts it all on you. Legalism says that God will really love you if you can change. But the ironic thing about legalism is the fact that not only does it make people try to work harder, it eventually leads them <clears throat> to giving up. It's Christ offers something for nothing. Rather, he offers everything for nothing. <clears throat> in a sense, the whole Christian life consists in accepting that very remarkable offer. But the difficulty is to reach a point of recognizing that all we have done And all that we can do on our own is nothing. And that, my friend, is the sense of this new covenant. It's uh, what he says, established a better covenant and better promises. Will you just rest in what Christ has done today and fully, fully submerge yourself in the work of the cross and realize it is Jesus plus nothing that equals salvation. Friend, that is awesome to know that what he has done and what he will do is all that we need. He's such a good God, and I'll never be able to thank him enough for his awesome and wonderful and amazing grace that saved a wretch like me. God bless you, friends.